Hello. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Colors in the Void. I am Matt, along with Billy. How are you doing today, Billy? Hey, Matt. I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Great to connect with you yet again on another uh, 6 p.m. Sunday Eastern Time podcast. This is Colors in the Void. Today's topic will be improvisation. Uh, so that should be uh, fun and interesting. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, Billy, uh, t- t- tell everybody what you did this morning. Oh, I'm just uh, coming down uh, from a half marathon race that I did this morning. But more importantly, I didn't just race it myself. I, um, my daughter, who's 12 years old, completed her second half marathon today with me. Um, and it was, um, she was amazing. She did great. We've done one two years ago. Um, this year she beat that time by 25 minutes, which is significant over a 13 mile course. And to have a 12 year old running over 13.1 miles, um, it was just, we, we had a great time. It was an epic morning. I've been up since 3:45 this morning and, uh, feeling great it was a really great morning to be able to do that with my daughter that's amazing i'm so proud of her she's a she's a warrior good for her um, oh, oh my gosh thank you it, all. It was, yeah it was great go ahead go ahead yeah, yeah. awesome yeah I was, I was just going to thank everybody for joining us this is colors in the void episode nine improvisation uh, colors in the void is an accepting place where two lifelong friends explore emotions vulnerability life, death, disease, addiction, meditation, marriage, friendship, music, and more. If you exist on a higher plane, welcome. And if you're seeking answers or carrying something heavy, we hope we can lighten your load. The goal is happiness. So today we're going to talk about improvisation. Um, Bill, you kind of suggested an interesting format for today's session. Why don't you share with us what that is? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about the idea of improvisation and thinking that, um, you know, there can be many definitions for that, but really, you know, kind of at the heart of it is just going off the cuff, um, not having a planned script. And, you know, to all the listeners out there, that's kind of how we do all of our episodes um, here on Colors in the Void. Uh, but there, I think there's a real uh, gift and a real beauty to having confidence in your improvisation as a human being as you navigate this world. Um, and so I was thinking for this podcast, actually, it would be a neat for Matt, you and I to maybe banter back and forth and to ask each other uh, just completely random questions um, and have the answers complete improv right off the cuff, uh, coming from the heart, coming from the soul, coming from the mind. Typically, each week we have a dedicated topic. And again, we don't plan too much for that topic, but you know, as a contributor to, to this podcast, I certainly get my mind around that topic and and kind of hunker in a little bit around some of the uh, information around that. So to have a a podcast today where anything is up in the air and improvisation is the topic uh, through the question and answer format, I thought would be really fun. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. We can do that. You know, improvisation comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. You know, there's, you know, famous jazz musicians and, various different, you know, musical artists who create magic just in, in, in the moment. You know, it's pretty, uh, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see. But also, you know, it can, it can really just talk about being flexible and being um, 
able to kind of modify your game plan, uh, you know, so that it, you change based on the circumstances that are presented to you. And then there's the, you know, comic improvisational troops. You know, the number one rule of improvisation is agreement. You know, they say that, you know, it's always, no matter what comes your way, just say yes, and and then just go on and, and accept it as if it were, were the truth. But, you know, it can be a very mm-hmm. important and creative process, running your business, running your family. Uh, just have life throws you curveballs, you know, and, and you can't be intimidated by those. You need to figure out a way to take those head on. And, and I think you, you mentioned the word confidence. It really gets to, you know, when you have a core confidence in whether it be your, your marathoning or, you know, my running a business or in, in the parenting discussion, when you have that strong foundation, um, it, it becomes much more easy to improvise and, you know, make meaningful and interesting things happen kind of out of the chaos. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if you want to throw the first question, Billy, I'll, I'll stand at the plate. I might have to take the pitch. I might have to beanball. I might have to get hit by the pitch and take that first base. But, uh, <laughs> well, I'll you know, I, I'm just, I'm just going to improv my first question because it's just riffing off exactly what you were talking about. Um, and we've been kind of slanting a little bit uh, so far in this podcast that improvisation is uh, great. It's a great thing to do. But then there's the flip side of that, which is uh, sticking to your guns. Like, these are my morals, these are my ethics, this is my plan, and no matter what situation comes to me, I'm going to stick to my morals and my ethics. I'm not going to improv, I'm going to go with what's known. So my first question to you, Matt, would be, do you think there's a benefit of improvisation over um, script, moral, and ethic living, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good one. Um, Well, first of all, I think that... uh, you know, when it comes to, to the moral compass and, and the ethics and your values and the things you stand for, uh, improvisation probably isn't the, the best technique in that situation. Uh, I always tell my kids, you know, integrity is um, doing the right thing even when no one's watching. Um, That's right. And, uh, and, I tell, and I tell my employees that, um, you know, if you, if you always do what's best and what's right and, and just, do what's honest, you never have to worry about what your story is or, you know, manipulating the truth to make it fit a specific situation. So in, in that context, certainly improvisation is, is not ideal. That said, I think, um, you know, values and customs and morals change over time, you know, and hopefully for the better, hopefully they're, they're elevating, uh, you're, you're raising the bar of your moral compass, but, you know, it doesn't mean it needs to be rigid and and patterned in a certain way forever. There can still be a dynamic, flexible component to as you grow and your understanding of things. Um, So it's less about improving your morals and ethics. I think that's a bad idea, but allowing those to, you know, grow and and thrive and foster and develop over time is important. Right. Nice. Good answer. All right, I'm going to give you one. All what right, was bring the it time on. in your life? Yeah, what was the time? Name. Think of a time in your life where you were most scared, where you you had a lot of fear or trepidation about a specific circumstance or event in your life. Hmm. You know, I think. Remember, I think. Um, Hey Bill, didn't you make a rule that you can't you can't say hum or 
forestall. <laughs> yes, I, I did. And I was trying to discern between um, a little bit of a long-term fear or more of a short-term fear. Um, and it sounds silly, but I think that probably the most scared, honestly, the most scared I've ever been was when I was maybe in fourth or fifth grade and I was walking up the stairs from the basement to the third floor of our house and it's dark and the boogeyman's chasing me. That sounds silly, doesn't it? it it's not deep, but I can tell you that fear that it's dark and there's something behind me and I need to get to my bed, that was real. Uh, and I think in our past podcast, we talk about the idea of fear and how it's a, an illusionary uh, feeling. Um, but I think more so, maybe on the long term, are these um, ridiculous endurance events that I'm starting to sign up for. Um, and just just overreaching as far as uh, my comfort level goes as far as athleticism. Um, last year was my first uh, full Ironman distance. I'm looking forward to uh, an Ultraman, which is a three-day endurance event coming up. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily scary. There's fear, but it's um, a lot of anxiety. Um, knowing what that feeling is when you're out in the middle of the course and your whole body is telling you, just stop, I'm hurting, and you still have 30 miles to run. Um, you know, th there's a lot of, of, of really big mountains there to climb for me yet coming up in that uh, next few years of my existence in this, these endurance events. Um, so that, yeah, that's almost scary. And, and that is kind of self-inflicted. It's kind of a fascinating topic because you're actually, you were just telling me yesterday when we were talking about how you were, you know, deep into this 60-mile bike ride you did yesterday and uh, you just kind of found your zone and, and you just hunkered down in the pain and the suffering and you kind of just pushed through it. So you're, you're constantly putting yourself into those challenging kind of boundary stretching situations and, and things that are bringing up fear and these physical challenges and emotional challenges. Talk a little bit about that. What's your philosophy and kind of what's the, the payoff for all that? Well, you know, there's, uh, I have to constantly remind myself that there's a difference between short-term and long-term gain and the short-term gain from, uh, doing yeah, the 70 mile bike yesterday, it wasn't that great. And you know, it didn't feel that great, but the long-term gain is it's, it's more of a mental thing. It's more of, um, being able to know that when you're uncomfortable, you're only like 40% of the way to your limit. Uh, um, and you still have 60% left in the tank and you still have so much of you know, I think we undervalue ourselves as human beings in our human body and uh, our physicality and also our mentality. Um, and the only way to know where that limit is and the only way to know how to push it is to play with it. You can't just think about it. You have to exercise it. You have to do it. You have to actually feel it. You know, there's a, there's a heart and head difference. Head is just thinking about it. Oh, this is what it might be like. But the heart is actually experiencing it and doing it. 
And the only way to do that is to do that. I mean, it sounds simple and stupid, but that's just that's just how it is. Um, and what, what, I really enjoy. Yeah. What, yeah tell what's me the what payoff? You're what's the pay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning that I'm greater than I think I am. That I'm I'm I can accomplish more than what my brain typically says I could. That, um, and I'm learning the process of what it means just to dig deep. You know, to to be able to have a firm relationship with pain and with suffering, if it's mental or physical, and to know that that it's not it's it's fleeting. That feeling is fleeting. It's not real. Um, even today, when I was running the half marathon with my daughter. And we're on like mile 10 and she is hurting at this point. And we're just talking about this is going to go away really soon. You're, you're going to be in your bed and you're going to be, you know, totally comfortable. This is just a, a, a simple feeling. Um, it's a constant practice of learning how to not be your feeling. And then, you know, bringing it back to happiness and the podcast, I think that's a huge aspect of our emotions is learning how to not be your feeling. You just feel it. This is what's happening now. I got it. I'm pushing through this, and then it's going to be done. That's it. Is it uh, translating into, you know, more more courage, more self-confidence, stronger relationships? I mean, how how is that manifest, the, that skill of being able to dig deep and, you know, kind of live through the suffering or bring yourself to a higher physical or, or, or mental plane? Like, how, how is that translating to other parts of your life? I think it translates into um, not being shy to take on the big challenge. So if there's a, a huge work challenge that's ahead of me, you know, it's the mantra of, I got this. I can do this. It's big. I don't know how I'm going to actually do it, which comes back to the improv, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to figure it out as I go because I know I have the abilities to do this. And the only way to know that is to put yourself in that situation and to actually do it. And that translates to everything. It translates to personal relationships. It translates to work tasks, it translates to setting goals, Um, just overcoming the fear. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, we talk about that a lot in this podcast. You know, fear is artificial. It's a, you know, self-limiting prophecy. It's, it's, it's not real. Feel is a figment of your imagination and, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I get that, you know, in the context of business, I kind of have a very similar thing. I'm, I'm a, a professional endurance runner in, in my, you know, entrepreneurial pursuits and I take on you, big you challenges. Sure yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I work long and grueling hours cause it's fun and it's rewarding and I'm, I'm pushing limits. And I really kind of connected with the, what you said about, um, you know, just the, the, the mountain is, is incredibly tall. But, but you know you have it in you to climb it. And, and I know I have what it takes to go and, and, and try to summit that mountain. 
And and even if I get off course or if I have to take two or three attempts to do it, you know, uh, even in, in, in the face of failure, I, I know that the core within says you can do it. Maybe you got to go around the other side and try again. Maybe you need to pick a different mountain. But, you know, uh, failure and, and that stumbling can sometimes be the most liberating and empowering part of the whole process, certainly yeah. in business, you know. It's, and just knowing, but hey, that's that 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 event, that failure, that that professional struggle doesn't define me. In fact, all it did was paid some tuition to the next achievement, to the next success I'm going to be able to enjoy. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It reminds me of a motivational quote that my wife and children gave me a couple of weeks ago on Father's Day, or maybe last week, um, which was. You know, uh, you don't train, and this is specifically to triathlon, so it's swim, bike, run. You don't train to get better at swimming and biking and running. You train to remove the quit out of your mind. And it's the idea that you just don't quit. You just don't give up. Giving up is not an option. And we always try our best. And sometimes our best is a two, and sometimes our best is a ten. Each day is different. But that confidence to just hunker down and, and get it done at whatever that best is, is, you know, that's tapping into your authentic self. That's, that's it. That's really getting to the core. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you got, so you improv, got one, uh, you got improv, one back for me. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Um, what do you think happens to us after we die? Yeah, interesting. You said improv. It's like, you know, the drummer typically will do this like fast rat tat 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 you know, kind of indicating to the rest of the band that we're going to switch it up. I need someone else right. to take the lead, find another gear, go to a different place. Um, after we die, it's a great question. You know, I think we um, – I definitely believe in life after death. I definitely believe in the concepts of heaven and uh, something beautiful and wonderful that happens after death. Um, you know, I, I think that we are people of spirit and soul and energy and, um, you know, and faith. And, you know, I think that uh, all of that kind of coalesces in something more exponential and universal that, than maybe, I, I think that our time on earth is very thin. It's a sliver in comparison to the to the greater context of our being, um, mm. that the, the physical state that we're in is again kind of artificial, a little bit, a little bit of the matrix going on there, um, and that you know I don't know what the the purpose of it is. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's that <laughs> you're, you're happy and you make a great to make a great contribution on the world, and um, but but what what is the context of our time on Earth? as it relates, you know, let's say we're going to live on earth for a hundred years. We might live, you know, forever uh, in the afterlife. Um, and depending on your, your, where your faith is drawn from, that could be, you know, heaven or, you know, beams of energy and light, or, you know, could be reincarnation for some people. But it's kind of interesting that I think most faiths and most people who believe in an afterlife at all um, would say that our time on earth is a fraction of the, the total, um, right. which is kind of interesting. Right. So, you know, what, 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 what is this gateway? What is this passage that we live in this human form 
why is it so small? Why is it so tangible when the rest of our existence is going to be, you know, in heaven or riding on clouds or, you know, beams of light bouncing around the universe? It's kind of fascinating. Um, right. So I don't really nice. know, but I know it's going to be awesome. That I know for sure. <laughs> Good stuff. I agree a lot with what you're saying, by the way. Um, I picture our existence here on earth as if you had an entire life and for an extended period of time, well, we have this long, 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 long spiritual life. And for this little period of time, we're on earth. And that's when we go to the gym. That's when we have to work out because, you know, if God is love and I'm not saying God in the Christian God, but I'm just saying as a creator and that's kind of my belief system then there's no suffering. There's no, um, none of what we deal with here on the planet. And, um, you know, how we grow, as what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, is through putting ourselves through the stress and the suffering. And so I think we're, we're kind of coming to like a, a soul gym, in a way, here on this, to work out, to make ourselves stronger, to make ourselves better for when we go back to... Um, our nice, comfortable, loving, spiritual existence as spiritual, energetic souls. Um, that's just one yeah, person's just, opinion. Who who knows what's right or not right? I'm not claiming that I know that. That's just what I feel. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that there's a, there's a theme to really a lot of the things we've talked about um, today and in other episodes, but you know, we talked about, you know, one of my mentors shared that chronic pain is solved by acute pain, you know, to doing something right. very difficult and very cathartic and very painful. It, it might last 30 minutes or 30 days, uh, kind of solves a lifetime of misery. Um, right. And, and you, you and your training and just kind of living through that suffering and pain to, to build a stronger and more, you know, um, productive and, and whole self. Uh, but but the theme is, you know, that we suffer on earth perhaps so that we can appreciate and enjoy the others, you know. It's like that without life there's no death and without death there's no life. And um, and not that our time on earth is all about suffering, but it's like you can't appreciate the next life if it is going to be this magical, wonderful thing. You know, may, maybe part of our struggle here on earth is helping us tap into – how fortunate and how wonderful, you know, the, the next life will be. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Know. Yeah. You know, we talk about happiness right. a lot and I'll, I'll throw you one. Um, okay. I was going to say it's your turn. Okay. And it's kind of on the same thing, what we were just talking about, the continuation of that. But, um, you know, you, I've heard you mention this a lot and it's kind of interesting to me. Um, you know, just about all emotions are are good. You know, the it, it kind of getting tapping into that. You know, sadness helps you find happiness, and mourning helps you find you know peace. And and you know, just talk about that a little bit about how so many people can can label a, a strong or what would t- traditionally be called an unhealthy emotion uh, as as you know not appropriate or shouldn't be talked right. about or shouldn't be explored. Right. Talk about that. Right. Um, 
Well, you know, I, I think as a foundation, we have to understand that there's a really strong mind-body connection. So we we have uh, certain feelings, but the feelings actually originate from thoughts. So and this is kind of the essence of cognitive behavior therapy, where the, the process is thought leads to the feeling, and then the feeling leads to the action. Um, you know, when we have, uh, I'm going to say positive and negative um, feelings, and positive doesn't mean it's great, and negative doesn't mean it's bad. It's just that they um, provide di- different polarities of experience in our body. So when we have positive feelings, and those might be joy, they might be um, enthusiasm, uh, hilarity, they might be excitement, those types of things. Those types of feelings don't really provide attention in our body. But when we have uh, quote-unquote negative feelings, and I'm not saying, again, not saying negative like they're a problem, but um, they do provide attention in our body. And these negative feelings are shame and fear and guilt and hurt and disrespect and despair, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I picture this rubber band emotionally just stretching at that time. As human beings, we are amazing, amazing homeostatic beings. You know, you you cut yourself, and you don't really have to do much. Your skin heals itself. You know, our, our body always wants to come back to normal. We want to come back to the homeostasis. And it's the same experience emotionally. So when we experience... Uh, these natural feelings of shame, fear, guilt, etc., the negative feelings, it provides a tension in our body. And I think that's, that tension is where most people put the judgment. Oh, this is a bad thing. It doesn't feel right. Um, and, and that's where the process stops. I need to do something right now to get rid of this feeling because this is a bad feeling. But again, if you um, take a step back and you realize that stress and discomfort is actually the pathway to growth, you can still experience the discomfort of that emotion and the tension of that um, without having to judge it. And I think we talked, Matt, maybe in our first podcast, um, this idea of differentiation where you don't necessarily need to be your feeling. Um, and so eventually we get to a place where you have these feelings of shame, guilt, fear, hurt, disrespect, and it's just an experience. It's not, it doesn't define you and, and you're able to manage it and you don't have to be your feeling. And in that way, those feelings provide lessons to you. Okay. What do I need to do to not have this happen potentially, or just the process of dealing with those feelings is, um, Really enlightening. I don't know. I just kind of rambled on there in the spirit of improv, but 
I hope it makes sense. That was an amazing long jam. Well done. Um, <laughs> we're nice. Coming up on the end of our session, it always goes much faster than we would hope. Uh, what's our Hawaiian word of the day? Our Hawaiian word of the day is such a classic word, but it's deeper than you think. It's aloha, and it means hello. It means goodbye. It means I love you. But more so, it means uh, we're connected. Aloha is the spirit of the breath. It's the spirit of yourself, and uh, to be able to share that with each other, uh, as we're doing today, Matt, I have so much aloha for you and um, to anyone that's listening, and it's being able to to honor that and to know your place in the grand scheme of connection. Awesome. Aloha. That's a great close. You've been listening to Colors in the Void. I am Matt along with Billy from Hawaii. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, next week's episode will be about meditation. We're going to talk about that yeah. a little bit. One parting, yeah, one parting thing is uh, Eckhart Tolle uh, said um, suffering is only needed until it is not like suffer. You need to suffer for a certain period of time and then it no longer becomes necessary. Kind of an interesting thing. Like at some point you don't need to suffer anymore. You just need to say, okay, I've learned the lessons I needed to through that suffering. And now I'm going to move on. Right. We're going to talk about meditation. Uh, we're going to give you seven tips, improvisation, in the show notes, and uh, we'll give you seven tips to meditation. You do not need to be an expert. You do not need to be a newbie. You need to be any form of meditation. We're going to talk about easy ways to plug into that. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Aloha. Aloha.